I'm Tyler. I'm Vince, and this is the Job this site. Is the Job site. All right. So today we're 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 running virtual here because we're going well, virtual. Spring break. So that's why you might have mm-hmm. noticed our our Job site was not the most synchronized per se. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Um, all right. You know, you guys, you guys got the drift. It's the Job site. We're here. We're here with our Jesus Holy Hour. I mean. I guess not not necessarily a holy hour reflecting. We didn't we didn't week. get to go to a holy hour, yeah. Yeah. Cause like I said before, spring break. Spring um, break. Yeah, what's what's going on in your life right now, Tyler? Not much, man. We we've gotten some good weather here the past couple of days until today. So enjoying the outside. Played a round of disc golf yesterday. Ooh, frothing. Yeah, I'm I'm not doing too hot, I guess. Not, I mean, not back in the of things. It could be worse, you know. Because At least we're, you know, like, we're on spring break. I'm just I glad to be complain. outside, you know. We're or here, have gotten outside. Exactly. And it's not, for, you know, we can see grass. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's pretty great. Personally, yeah. it's getting me very jacked for golf season. Um, mm. Although, for me, on my end, uh, like, yeah, spring break. I'm here. I'm just relaxing at home. You know, and you know, I got you know my nice, my nice cup of warm tea. Yes. Oh, what are you drinking today, Vincent? Uh, this Vin- week it's uh, it's it's a kind of a funky one. It 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 was, it was like a loose tea, so like it wasn't in a bag. But it's called shiitake chai. Shiitake chai, shiitake like the mushroom. mushroom. Yes, yep. there's literally mushrooms in this oh. tea. I it, it was something, but it, I mean, I'm drinking it and it's not bad at all. Oh man, I feel kind of special. What do you? Did you add anything to your tea, or are you just straight up having the? Well, uh, I I added a little bit of honey, and I kind of regret that decision because, like, you know, okay. I feel like it would have been better just plain. But you know what? I made my bed. I got a lie in it. You know. <laughs> uh, for me here on my end, I got a. I was scouring through the cupboard for a tea to drink, and I came across salted caramel black tea. Ooh. So, we did that. And we added milk and sugar to it. And let me tell you, this might be one of the best cups of tea I've ever had. Really? I'll have that's, to bring I mean, you uh, a sounds, packet so you can try this combination. That sounds so delicious. It's and it's great. black tea. And apparently, black tea with milk and sugar is like... Yeah, I've, that's I've the thing heard, to do. I've heard that's that's the shiz. You know, like that's that's what cool people do. So I guess that I think puts the queen Tyler herself would be proud. Yeah, yeah, it puts Tyler on the cool people list, which is I'm on the never cool person. Never a bad thing. Correct. Never a bad thing. All right, so Tyler, you know, what 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 would you consider your your time of Jesus day? Like, because it wasn't a holy hour, obviously. Would you consider it like like a? I called it a Jesus thirty, I guess. A Jesus thirty. A Jesus 30. I like that. It's kind of like if it, I feel like it's like it sounds like an exercise regime. Like I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do like the. <laughs> like the mountain 30 you know or something like that like it seems like a but it but instead of for your body it's for your mind and your soul because it's, it's for, for jesus. your soul yep. it's for jesus that i like that the jesus 30 yep. that's pretty sweet so well, i believe your... last episode i i did mine first so i think it's only fair that vince gets to show his here you know first. i th- i appreciate I, I appreciate the 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 offer here tyler um so mine you know for my, I did a little bit more than thirty. Not to, not to be one upping you. Here, oh, okay, all right. Um, I would <laughs> consider mine probably more like a Jesus forty-five, but 
semantics. Respectable. Right? Respectable. Um, so I was looking through my give us a stay, like my daily misalette situation. And oh yeah. It, it showed me a few like two 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 readings. So I would I kinda have two Bible finds, but you know, it's Jesus, so nothing wrong with a little more of it. Right. So the first one is from Sirach, or also called mm-hmm. like Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes, or um even apparently in Tyler's Bible, it was um, the the wisdom of Ben Sira. Yep, New American um, Bible Revised Edition. It is called Ben Sira. Right, and also in some of your Protestant Bibles out there, um, it's not included in some of them. So, if we have any Protestant uh-huh. listeners, watch out for that. Um, it's you got to go to you know a a a book that includes the or a version that includes the other books. Um, but so this right. one's from uh, Sirach twenty four. Um, and the section that was given to me in my uh, missalette was uh, 23 to 29. But I, I actually liked uh, 19 to 22, and then the rest of it kind of is like a, an explanation of it. So okay. 19 to 22 is, is this. Come to me, you who desire me, and eat your fill of my produce. For my teaching is sweeter than honey, and my inheritance sweeter than the honeycomb, and my remembrance lasts throughout all generations. Those who eat me will hunger for more, and those who drink me will thirst for more. Whoever obeys me will not be put to shame, and those who will work with my and those who work those who work with my help will not sin. Mm. And then so then verse 23. All this is the book of the covenant of the most high God, the law which Moses commands us as an inheritance for our congregations of Jacob. And then it goes through kind of like a few metaphors as to um, what that what the gifts of that are. Um, it says oh, yeah. it fills men with wisdom, like Fijon and like the Tigris River. Um, it makes them full of understanding, like the Euphrates and the Jordan at harvest time. It makes instruction shine forth like like light, like the Gion at the time of vintage. Right. So, like, I mm-hmm. you know, I really like this um, this section because it kind of it it talks about. Uh, what I gathered from it, like the gifts of the covenant and the gifts of um, the gifts of the word of God, right? Yeah. So back early on in the Bible, you know, um, the law which Moses commanded us as an inheritance for the congregation of Jacob, right? And that's so yep. for reference, that is kind of Deuteronomy. Um, also, I guess a bit of Exodus. Um, and I, but I, what I really love from this section is actually so it's verse twenty uh, twenty one and twenty two. Okay. Those who eat me will hunger for more, and those who drink me will thirst for more. Whoever obeys me will not be put for shame, and those who work with my help will not sin. And that, that was kind of what stuck out to me, right? So it's like the idea of, oh, right. And it, it, it kind of seems like it's in contradiction to, um, I think it's uh, John 4, right? So like the, the lady at the well, where he's like, if you eat of this, of this life-giving water, you'll never be thirsty. Exactly. And when you... And you read this, Tyler, like, you know, it doesn't seem, that seems kind of like a... It seems, the when I first heard it, I'm like, what? Like, that's what they say about sin usually in the Bible, you know, like, you'll just be thirsting for more if that's what you turn to, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, but I, I, I kind of got think I kind of prayed about it a little bit. And it's like, okay. those, those who live in God, right? Those who do good, <laughs> um, those who drink with me will thirst for more. So when you start doing good, when you start living with, uh, you know, Jesus is the center of your life, when you start living a life with Christ, a lot of it, like you, you, you end up wanting a lot more, 
Very true. Right? You're like, geez, this is so awesome. This yeah. is so amazing. This is so inspiring that I, w- I want to drink as much of this water as I can. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that instead of it being a contradiction to what Jesus was saying, I think it's more of like a, a, a compliment to it. It's like, yeah, here's this life giving water. You're going to drink it and yeah. you're going to be like, I want to drink all of this that I can. Yeah. Because it is so amazing. Right. And then the second part, verse 22. Uh, whoever obeys me will not be put to shame and those who work with my help will not sin. So for me, I'm somebody, you know, you know, I'm a sinner. Wow. What a shocker. Right guys. But you know, <laughs> um, I, one of the things that I've been trying to do, you know, work, work closer towards is what I call living habitually in Christ. Right. So oh. living in a way where it, it's not just, it's not like an action or a choice to, you know, to pray or to do things that, you know, bring me closer to God. But it's, um, it's, it's, it's a habit, right? It's just like an inherent action. So kind of going back to Tyler, are you, you probably remember back in Bible study when we were talking about um, vir- uh, like the, the virtues, right? Yep. You know, how to be a virtuous man. A virtuous yep. man is somebody who, who does good, like without thinking, without thought. And when yep. I think of, you know, a habit, it's not something that we have to think about doing. It's something that we just do because it's a habit, right? So like, you know, a bad habit of coming home every day after school when you're in middle school and eating a bar of chocolate. That's not something we think about. We just walk in the pantry, grab the bar of chocolate, walk out and start eating. Yep. Right. And if I can live that way with God, if I, if I can live habitually in God, if I can work with God's help, like what verse 22 says, those who work with my help will, will not sin. It's a lot easier of a step to be like, I'm going to live with God. I'm going to live in good than to say, I'm going to live without bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. My Bible has a different translation of that last sentence. Those who serve me will never go astray. Exactly. I think it's pretty cool as well. Right. It's like that idea of if you are living with God, it's going to be a lot easier to turn away from 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 the insecurity of sin and from from the plague of sin because yeah. you're already living in in that goodness right those who eat who those who eat me will hunger for more and those who drink me will thirst for more you're going to be wanting more of that good because god god right god is just so yeah. good tyler isn't <laughs> god so good he really is i mean like that's but like that's that's what i really got from it it's like we got to remember that if we live and we love and we learn and we focus on just that beauty and that grace that God is, sin is something that has in, in some ways zero appeal, right? It's like, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, we'll all I wouldn't necessarily say zero it. appeal. Right, but it, it's something if you think it about really it from, from a logical standpoint. Oh, if you're know, thinking about logically, it should have zero appeal. Right, given, you know, we're all human. I'm human. I'm a sinner. Yeah. I know. What a shocker. Right. But like, seriously, like, it's something where it's like sin is sin, sin seems a lot less cool if you're just like living with God because he's God and God's freaking <laughs> off. Like, yeah, it's God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's and then like the gifts of that. Right. Sira, uh, so Ben Sira, the author of Sirach, he yeah. kind of goes then and goes into like what those gifts of living in God are living with God are. Wisdom, mm-hmm. understanding, and instruction. 
right? And he uses you know, assemblies to kind of like elaborate on how, like how much and how amazing that wisdom and that understanding and instruction are. But I think that's just like, it's so cool to like think of like the gifts and the power of living with God as the center of your life. That's what I really love. And then that, you know, really that, that kind of ties into my other Bible find, which was from yes. Deuteronomy. And funnily enough, um, so it was, it's today's gospel, or not gospel reading, today's first reading for um, the Daily Mass. But also, I, I listened to this, I think, yesterday, because I'm a few days behind, in my uh, Bible in year with Father Mike Schmitz. Right? I'm yep. like, oh gosh, I like, just read this. Um, but I think <laughs> so, to kind of point out here, um, the law which Moses commanded us, and as an inheritance to the congregation of Jacob, right? And it's the idea that, um, you know, like, like uh, yeah, so to, to, to remember that, think about that, it's kind of like a, a questionable but okay segue into this. And it, so this is now Deuteronomy 4, um, 9 through 13. It's a bit of a longer okay. section, but I think it's, it's, it's kind of important, so I'm going to read through all of it. Only take heed and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your lives. Make them known to your children and your children's children, how on the day that you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, the Lord said to me, gather the people to me, that I may let them hear my words, so that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children so. And you came and stood at the foot of the mountain, while the mountain burned with fire to the heart of heaven, wrapped in darkness, cloud and gloom. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but saw no form. There was only a voice. And he declared to you his covenant, which commanded you to perform, that is, the Ten Commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stone. Right? So, like, the, the beginning part of this section is, like, because so in Deuteronomy, for reference, in, in, in like, the, the in, for context and, like, the grand scheme of things, this is... You know, Moses talking to all the people like, all right, this is this is my this is my final law. This is my final word. Mm -hmm. And the first thing. So the title of the section is Moses commands obedience to God. Right. This is kind of like the start okay. of Moses's teaching in Deuteronomy is like the first things first is you got to remember. You got to remember what this guy has done for you. Not only that, but you also have to remember how insane that is no other people no other gods around us not like the, the the gods of the gentiles none of them you can't you can't ask them and be like hey all right um can i you know like give me some wisdom let me see them right you you asked god for wisdom for guidance and he he came down and he basically lit an entire mountain on fire and you saw yeah. the power and midst and like the, the glory of god Remember that, right? Remember that because that is just, that is why we keep going is because of how amazing, how amazing God is. And I think that's like, that's the first step to living a secure life as a Christian, right? We got to remember, we got to remember what God is because yeah. God is, God is the guy that put a mountain on fire right while the mountain burned with fire to the heart of heaven 
wrapped in darkness, cloud, and gloom. And the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. That is, that is who we pray to when we get up every morning, right? We're praying to the God who, like, he has the whole world sitting in, like, the lint ball in the bottom of his jean pocket, you know? <laughs> and that's, like, the whole infinite universe. And that's just, like, the little tiny thing that he's like, oh, yeah. But, like, that's, that's who that guy is, right? And I then think to, you know, kind of, like, put, put that to use is, like, since that guy's so awesome and so big, yeah, that's a good picture, right? But that's also kind of a scary picture. And it's kind of a picture where it's like, all right, if somebody's that big, why do like do do they even have like a like a a personal prerogative or personal dedication to me? And it's to remember that yeah. they yeah. like God, God Ty, Tyler, God, that God, <laughs> the God of the mountain of fire. That God, like he wants everything, everything just for you. Like he would, he would, he, he would, does. he he died on he died on a cross for you, for you, Tyler, right for me, Vince. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That God, that God of immense and like infinite power died a shameful and harmful and brutal and just insulting death. As God, he can do anything. He, he decided to be insulted, died, whipped, scourged, and crucified for you, wow. Tyler. Wow. For me, Vince. Like, ah. Oh. I, just, I just love that image of the God who, who sits and burns the whole mountain on fire, wrap, burning to the heart of heaven, wrapped in darkness, cloud, and gloom. That God says, remember this. Remember this image. Remember who I am. And tell that to every child, every child you have, every person you see, because that's who I am. Yeah. And I just no, I love that so much. It's a good... Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's you know just just you know casual Bible find. I don't know. I I just I love, just I love stuff like that. It's you know as much as it's like yeah, it's just casual. But like that is just oh uh, yeah. If you truly do so understand much. what all of that means, like it's just like wow. It is. It's just it's something. Yeah, yeah. It makes you feel so small. And I was I was talking to this um to one of my friends uh, a little earlier today about um so you know I'm I'm a pretty big guy. You know, <laughs> six six two thirty. Like you know, I, I'm I'm a sight, right? <laughs> but the, the two things that kind of like make me feel small in a lot of ways are like, so I lived in Colorado for a very short period of my life. Okay. Um, and the mountains they made me feel small, and I'm like, I love the mountains <clears> because <throat> it's something where it's just an immense visual of you're small. Yeah. You're 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 very in, insignificant part of the whole world. Right. Or like uh, lightning storms. Right. You get to witness just the immense power and destruction and grace of this creation of Earth. Right. And you just sit there. And I don't care if you're, you know, Drain the Rock Johnson. You feel small in those moments. And for me, you know, to God kind of like he puts that to scale of like we are small. But even though we are small, he still loves us to the ends of the earth, to the ends of everything. Yeah, well, more I than we can love that. Even so much. It, I, it's, exactly. It's so amazing. So amazing. Sorry. But, like, yeah, I just, I love that so much. Mm. But, yeah, so, but for reference, guys, the readings that was um, Deuteronomy 4, 9 through 13. And then um, for my Sirach reading, it was 
Sirach 24, uh, 19 to 29. Yeah, I just love that so much. Yeah. That was good. That was really good. Thank you, Tyler. All right, let's hear yours. Let's let's hear All right. Tyler's well, Jesus 35. As we roll into mine here, um, just for reference, uh, as I began my Jesus 30, as I coined that term or whatever, mm-hmm. I went to my Bible app for the daily verse, and it was John 15, verse 2. And it's, I'll just read that real quick. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit, and every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. And that got me thinking about a verse in actually Job that I read really? earlier in the week that has to do with branches and vines and whatever. And yeah, that got me thinking. So I have also a connection between two verses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go ahead and read what I have here for John chapter 15. I'll start at verse one. All right. I am the true vine and my father is the vine grower. He takes away every branch in me that does not bear fruit. And every one that does, he prunes so that it bears more fruit. You are already pruned because of the word that I spoke to you. Remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. And then I will skip ahead here to uh, verse 6. Anyone who does not remain in me will be thrown out like a branch and wither. People will gather them and throw them into a fire, and they will be burned. And it's just a really cool metaphor here in John 15. Um, So Jesus talks about how he is the true vine, and his father is the vine grower. And we can think about that as... We are also vines, but Jesus is the true vine. He is the vine that we are trying to imitate because we are called as Christians to imitate Jesus in every way possible. Mm-hmm. And he says, my father is the vine grower and he's taking away branches in us that don't bear fruit. He takes them away. And every one that does bear fruit, he prunes. And for here's a little quick gardening. Uh, uh, whatever. Prune to prune a bush is to cut away dead parts mm-hmm. so it bears more fruit. So it's cutting away dead parts of a fruit bearing bush in order for it to grow further. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what God does to us. He's cutting away the stuff that we don't need and to the stuff that is really good, He is nurturing it and allowing us to do even more better things with those gifts that we are given. I just thought that was a really cool metaphor for what I think that, that is really, a really powerful metaphor, right? It's yeah. like this is because you know it it puts into action, right? Like what God's really doing, He is trying to make us do more, and He's He's there, He's cleaning us up fully. And I think like that that first, you know, like the verse of the day you found was it was like what what was that again? It was I think it was like verse two. Yeah, taking away every branch of me that does not bear fruit. Mm-hmm. I think that's something too. Like we got to remember, it's like He's also. Not only is he trying to make us grow more and to do more and to make us be more fruitful, but he's also, you know, helping us out in in the places that we're not doing too hot mm-hmm. on, too. Love that. Yeah, That's and, cool. you know, a, it says, just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. 
like we we can't bear the fruit that God wants us to have if we aren't you know we aren't praying every day we aren't really in communion with him and if you know if we're not we're going to be we're going to wither and people are going to gather us and throw us into a fire and you can use that metaphor for whatever you want <laughs> that to be but i'm going to now jump over to job from uh for the connection i found mm-hmm. which is job uh chapter 14 verse 7 it's a shorter one for a tree there is hope if it is cut down it will sprout again its tender shoots will not cease even though its roots grow old in the earth and its stump die in the dust yet at the first whiff of water it sprouts and puts forth branches like a young plant and then you know this is this is job we all know job is about job is being tested but t- getting everything taken away from him and you know it's all about hope is really what job is about and that's really what this is even if your tree or branch is withering you're not doing so good in your faith or you just you're agnostic or whatever there's still hope for you you know at the first whiff of water it's like the first whiff of god it sprouts forth it sprouts forth bland branches like a young plant Mm. there's always hope and that was the connection that i found i thought that was pretty cool Mm. well i i was also so i i did a little bit of reading not to not to be you know taking away from your from your jesus the bible find but it's oh go ahead go ahead this is from john four um it's about the story of the um the woman at the well right and so kind of like the idea of like at the first uh whiff of water right the first scent of the stream i think is Mm -hmm. what the translation says and so in this so he talks basically jesus talks to the lady from samaria um and he's like yeah i'm basically i'm the new messiah right i'm the i am the person the book told you of right and the lady um so so a like jesus you know said to her go call your husband and come here and she said i have no husband and she's like yeah you're right because you have no husband Mm -hmm. for you have had five husbands and he who you have now is not your husband this you said truly he's like and the lady's like whoa you are a (laughs) prophet right but so like this, this, this lady, um, after Jesus is like, so um, she says, I know that the Messiah is coming. Uh, he was called Christ. When he comes, he will show us all things. And he said, and Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Right. And the lady's just like, the, the, her mind's blown. But she goes into the city. Um, and she she said to the people, come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be Christ? Yeah. And they went out and, you know, it's like, so, um, and then, so then verse 39, many Samaritans from the city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans come to him, verse 30 or verse 40, um, to ask him to stay with him, they stayed there two days. And many more believed him because of his word. They said to the woman, it's no longer because of your words that we believe, for we have heard ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. But I think it's that idea of, like, at that first, at that first, at that first whiff of water. Yeah. Right. That first, just, because it's, let's face it, if I was the people in that city, I'd be like, all right, this lady's kind of crazy. Right? She's coming in and she's saying, this guy, A, is the new messiah. B, he told her everything about what happened in her life, 
right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, but we're gonna we're gonna because because it's God, right? The God confirmed that message in their spirit, kind of like what Jeff Cavins was talking to us about, about when he came here. It's like God confirmed that image, that that message, and then they came to yep. him, and it's like not only, not just because of what that lady said to us, but now we know because of because of the one the one scent that came towards us. We went out and we looked and we saw because of that. Now we, we know indeed that you are the savior. And then going back mm-hmm. to like your Job uh, thing, it's like now they can, they are that tree, right? They now have that, that growing spirit behind them. Yeah. I just love that. I love all the metaphors that are continuous throughout the Bible. It's just really cool. It is really, so it really crazy. is. But so, yeah, sorry, not to interrupt your, your, no, that was good. That was really good. But so, I mean, so what else, like, so from, so it was verse seven through 10, you said, or 14? Yep. Well, I think Uh, also one verse that stuck out to me from that is verse eight. The root is, Though though its root grow old in the earth and its stump die in the ground. Oh. Yeah. Right. So when I think of um a lot of people right now in their faith lives, they a lot of times they, they use like the phrase they grew out of it. Right. Mm. Though the roots grew old in the earth. The roots of their faith grew old. And in some ways they grew out of it, right? And its stump die in the ground. It died before like their faith even really started to get up there to bloom. Right. Yeah. Before they even started to become, you know, a fruitful tree. Before they had the branches and the and the trunk and the you know and and the leaves and the flowers and the fruit. Before they had, <laughs> before they got there, it it grew old in the ground and the stump died. The stump died in the ground. Right. It died before it could even do more. And so for me, I kind of got like two things from that. Right. It's like the idea of um, people whose face whose faith die out, uh, you know, because they quote unquote grew out of it, you know, um, is that idea that they, they grew out of it and they left it before they even had the fruit, right? Yeah. Before they even had that, that like, so like for you and me, Tyler, right? We live a great, like our lives, I think you can agree on this. Our lives are radically different and so much, so much more amazing because of our life in Christ. Would yeah. I mean, agree? we're doing a podcast about it. I would agree with that yeah, 100%. Exactly. Right, and it's like, but they they left it before they even had the fruit, before they tasted this, like the power, like the thing that made the made that that made the job site. They left before they got <laughs> to that point. Right? Yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like rolled, and now, at the scent of water, <laughs> it will bud forth and bring branches like a young plant. Mm-hmm. It's still putting forth branches. There's always hope. Mm-hmm. There's always hope. There's always hope. That is really neat. And also, you were talking to me a little bit earlier before about um, a Sirach verse that you were kind of uh, thinking about. Yeah, right after 24 is actually chapter 25. Um, second half, it was about um, the wounds of the heart and wickedness of women. Just kind of random, but uh, I'll just start reading here on verse 14. Any wickedness, but not the wickedness of a woman. Any suffering, but not suffering from one's foes. I'm going to skip ahead here to 17. 
Woman's wicked disposition changes her appearance and makes her face as dark as a bear. When her husband sits among his neighbors, a bitter sigh escapes him unawares. There is hardly an evil like that in a woman. May she fall to the lot of the sinner. Like a sandy hill to aged feet is a garrulous wife to a quiet husband. And it kind of just goes on to talk about more metaphors of of a woman to a man. And what really spoke to me when I was reading this was like, the, you know, the, it's kind of putting like a lot of weight on the woman. Like there is no more wickedness than the wickedness of a woman, which is really severe. But if you think about it, as men, we are called to serve and to protect our wives. You know, we're called to shamar. And if we are doing that for a woman who is wicked or a woman who isn't necessarily a very faithful woman to God, like we are not serving the right person. And therefore, like that's turning, turning the man away from God as well. It's like that's the wicked part. It's not like the woman being wicked that just the evil thing is kind of what that brings in the relationship you get what i'm saying yeah i think that's actually really interesting that is really interesting and it goes on to say on 24 with a woman sin had a beginning and because of her we all die and like when you read that first it's like wow are we just blaming eve for all of our sins <laughs> you know mm-hmm but you got to think a little deeper. Yeah, it speaks to like the like the deeper like yeah, like what you're saying is like if if we are called to, you know, as men, you and me Tyler, we are both men. Right? Eventually mm-hmm. once we get married, we are called to uh, you know, to shamar, like you said, to live and to sacrifice for our wives, for our children. Right? If we are at the point where the person that we are <clears throat> the person that we are sacrificing for is is leading us um astray from god or we are or is is living in a in a, in a way that is against god right yeah. it, it 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 makes it so in some ways we're we are sacrificing we are sacrificing gifts to uh, a different deity right yeah. we're not sacrificing our gifts to god which i think you know in some ways it, i feel like it from from just a a very straightforward point of view it seems very much yeah like you said like that we're very much blaming the woman but it, we're not we're blaming we're not the the power the power of love and the influence that the influence of evil and and what that has with love because if you live and you love in an evil relationship or if one of your partners that's not is, gonna bear any good fruit right exactly and that i mean okay going back to job right you're gonna have a very dead stump a very dead stump. A very dead stump. And I think also too, I was I was looking over um Sarek twenty five, also you're reading that too. And the first half of it, um Ben Sira, the author of this, he talks about the things that give the my soul takes pleasure in three things. Um agreement between brothers, friendship between neighbors, and a wife and husband who live in harmony. Right? So I think to you know, to have that as kind of like the the context of Ben Sira, right? He sees uh, if if one of the three things that his soul takes true and unadulterated pleasure from is agreement between brothers, friendly friend, friendship between neighbors, and a wife and a husband who live in harmony. And he sees he probably, I mean, you know, the guy, the book's called The Wisdom of Ben Sira, right? The guy's probably witnesses a lot of relationships where 
the harm between a relationship and of a husband and wife is is tainted and he sees that and his whole yeah. and his soul like it aches yeah right because that is one of the things that he takes pure and unadulterated pleasure from and then right so like later on in uh 25 in this first half happy is he who lives with an intelligent wife and he who has not made a slip with his tongue right happy is he who has gained wisdom there like the what what are, right and it talks about like like the um the the um the value of living with age and experience but i think like the 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 phrase that really stuck out to me is happy is happy is he who lives with an intelligent wife i don't remember where else in here um in 25 but i think it talks about how like if if somebody has married uh somebody because of their Oh, here it is. Verse 21. Do not, do not be ensnared by a woman's beauty. Do not desire mm. a woman for her possessions. Right? So then if you look yeah. at the first half of 25, it's like, happy is he who lives with an intelligent wife. You shouldn't, be, you, you shouldn't choose your wife because of her possessions or because of her beauty. Yeah. Because that's what leads to, you know, a, a, a poor relationship. Right? Uh, so I think that's one of the things I kind of was cool. looking over this chapter, too. Uh, going back to the big three things that like made Ben Sira happy or whatever, could you just read verse two for us? Yeah. So verse two, uh, my soul hates three kinds of men and I'm greatly offended at their life. A beggar who is proud, a rich man who is a liar, an adulterous old man who lacks good sense. Ooh. Right. I, that, I mean, that, I mean, yeah. That's Go ahead and just read that again. Read that last part again. My soul hates three kinds of men, and I'm greatly offended at their lives. A beggar who is proud, a rich man who is a liar, and an adulterous old man who lacks good sense. Huh. Yeah. I mean, a beggar who is proud, I guess. What, what the heck would that mean? I mean, I, I, what I got from that is like the idea of if you see somebody who is... Right, so beggars, right? There's somebody that... Uh, they 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 feed off the charity of other people, which is good. Okay, and, you know, if you're living in that situation where you require other people's charity to live and survive, go for it. Like I, you are a beautiful person, and you need to live whichever way you can. But somebody who willingly chooses to leech off of other people's charity, right? So uh, I think of a, a beggar who is go. proud. That would be like a beggar who wants to always be a beggar. Because it's an easy way of life. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say it's easy by any means, but it's it it all it is is leeching off charity. And if you're using that, and you're using that for bad, if you're choosing to do that, then that's that's why I would you know you would be greatly offended at that because yeah. somebody's charity is really important. Yeah, I can see how how Ben Sierra would would hate that. Yeah. Although, what do you uh, like, so, go ahead the, like this I, I have a question for you here tyler on like on this first half of, okay. of, of 25 right so what do you what do you think like did you read over it very much because i mean if so what do you what did what's the thing that kind of stood out for you on this one on this i half? mostly read the second half but i like the big three like i like things like that where it's like here are big a big three things and like those i really like those so i guess that was really cool to me 
That's I don't really I think it is it is nice to have like this is this is what is good essentially. Yeah. And then yeah. here's what is bad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess to go else? back to, yeah, to go back oh. to the whole women being wicked thing. Mm-hmm. The last verse of that, uh verse twenty six. If she does not go along as you direct, cut her away from you. Just cut her away from you, man. And, and think, that's you know, go ahead. You know, that's something where it's like we we hear that and we're like, oh, if they don't listen to you, then you should divorce them. Essentially, it's, I don't think. Yeah. That's what no, 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 no. Right. It's like the idea of if, and I think it's it's more so the idea of if if she doesn't, if, if you're trying to prompt her to live a life of virtue, right? As you as you are supposed to do as a husband to um to shamar, right? To live in sacrifice and to promote. A relationship with God. If she doesn't do that, and if she is still living in a um in that in that life of of guiding you towards sin, then you should, you know, guiding you away from sin. Or yeah, right. It's like that's that's something that maybe you should you should maybe rethink about why why you're there with them. Yeah. So were you were you gonna guys say something else on that one too? No, I, I was gonna say basically what you did. That was good. I want to ask what's Tyler's version of this. I feel like I've been talking a lot today. What what do you what do you think it was it was specifically trying to say, Ty? I guess what it, what it kind of spoke to me was just like specifically like for some reason young relationships. You know, like mm-hmm. it's so easy when. I guess I, as a public school kid, saw a lot of unchaste relationships and stuff like that, just not rooted in Christ. And like, it is a very hard thing to do, but you just gotta, you just gotta end things, man. Like, it's just not even for the benefit of you, but for the benefit of your uh, girlfriend slash boyfriend, you know? I think that is a really good point of view. It's like, yeah, especially in youthful relationships. If you're in a relationship that is not where where you're, you know, where your significant other is is like the, you know, the woman that Ben's here described, yeah. right? Boy or girl, if the if your significant other is like that, if they're not bringing you closer towards God and they're living, you know, if you're, like it says, if if you take a meal among your neighbors, uh, and he cannot, so her husband takes a meal among among the neighbors and he cannot help sighing bitterly right if you're thinking about the relationship and you're going like all right this is not bringing me closer in relationship with god and you're and you're stressing about it and you're sighing about it as ben sear put yeah right Mm -hmm. then that verse 26 separate yourself from them yeah it's it's gonna hurt for sure but it's worth it very much worth it I mean, this Ben Sear guy, I mean, he must be pretty smart considering he has a book in the Bible called... The he has a book, and it's his wisdom, so... I mean, you should listen to anybody. Maybe not two guys on the internet, <laughs> but, you know, you could probably listen to no. a man... No, this is one. We didn't say it. Ben Sear said it. Exactly. <laughs> We're just bringing it to the to the public, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, that, was, that was a very good... Um, a lot of good Bible stuff there. It was a lot of good Bible stuff. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. But yeah, I think, you know, with that, um, I'm taking a look at my watch here. 
Tyler, and we're running a wee bit long for the folks at home. Um, well, I think sadly we're gonna have to cut out today's hot takes. Um, but yeah. Well, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week, hopefully, for episode three of the Job Site. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and God bless.